Hey friends, I'm Jordan. And I'm Shelby. And you're you're listening listening to to the Cultivate Cultivate Women's Podcast. We are pastor's wives at Passion Creek Church, and we exist to encourage and empower women to cultivate a life that is rooted in Christ. We invite you to join us as we walk through what that looks like in the context of friendship, leadership, relationships, and hardships. Welcome back to the Cultivate Women's Podcast. So we are continuing in our Bible study series through the book of Ephesians. So today we're going to be reading through and talking about Ephesians chapter three. Mm -hmm. Um, We've had so much fun with this so far. The first two chapters have been so good and full of so much truth. um, And it's just been really cool to see like how what Paul is saying to the people back then, how still applies to us today. Um, And so we're going to just dive right into chapter three. Cool. So yeah, I'm going to read Ephesians chapter three. It says, for this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus, of Christ Jesus, on behalf of you Gentiles, you have heard, haven't you, about the administration of God's grace that he gave to me for you. The mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have briefly written above. By reading this, you're able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ. This was not made known to people in other generations as it is now revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. The Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body, and partners in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. I was made a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace that was given to me by the works of his power. This grace was given to me, the least of all the saints, to proclaim to the Gentiles the incalculable riches of Christ and to shed light for all about the administration of the minist- of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things this is so this is so that God's multifaceted wisdom may now be made known through the church to the rulers and authorities in heaven this is according to his eternal purpose accomplished in Christ Jesus our lord In him, we have boldness and confident access through faith in him. So then I ask you not to be discouraged over my afflictions on your behalf, for they are your glory. So, yeah, Paul, I feel like (laughs) the first part of that can, you know, is kind of confusing. and You're kind of like, what in the world is Paul talking about? Yeah. Um. But I think one like an important thing to note is he said he uses the word Gentiles multiple times. So if you don't know, um, Gentiles yeah. is just a phrase referring to anyone who wasn't Jewish. Mm-hmm. Um, so back then, and I think we've talked about it in the other podcast, but back then, um, the Jews and the, and and anyone who wasn't a Jew didn't affiliate with each other. Like yeah. the Jews very much believed that they were the chosen ones and that mm-hmm. they were going to inherit everything and that no one else was going to get anything. Right. Um, that they didn't have access to God. Right. Um, and so Paul is saying like, Hey, my ministry is not just to you Jews. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is to you for sure. Um, but it's also to the Gentiles, meaning it's to everyone, right? Everyone who is not of Jewish descent has, or has the ability to have access to God. Right. And I think another thing, like thinking back on chapter two, um, where Paul really talks about the unity between um, like the Jewish people and non-Jewish people. This for that time is like radical. Like the idea yeah. of non-Jewish people being included in God's like covenant family is like on nobody had nobody had like been proclaiming that. I yeah. mean, obviously Jesus, but like right. this is news to everybody. And so remembering that like 
like Paul's ministry to non-Jewish people, like this was a big deal. Like nobody had had that. Nobody had been doing that before. Um, And so I think that's kind of important when reading through this first little section because I think it can be kind of confusing. I don't know. There's just a lot kind of. I think it makes sense what he's saying, but it's like, why is he saying it? Right. And I think remembering like, okay, Paul's ministry to non-Jewish people, like this is what he's talking about. He's talking about um, including everybody in the family of God. Yeah. I think uh, verse six really sums it up the the best is uh, the Gentiles. So everyone who's not Jewish um, are co-heirs. We are members of the same body. Um, we are partners in the same promise mm-hmm. um, that is Jesus Christ through the gospel. Like yeah. that is essentially all that he's saying is right. that it's not it's not one people group or another. Right. Um, we all have access. We all are co heirs. We are all getting the same inheritance if we mm-hmm. believe in Jesus. It doesn't matter if we're Jewish or we're not Jewish. Right. Yeah. And I think um, I really liked in verse seven where it says. Um, so it's Paul talking. He says, I was made a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace that was given to me by the working of his power. I really like the word, like how he uses the word servant of this gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he follows it up by this, being a servant is a gift from God. Right. I love that because right now, like, like I'm pretty right. We talked about how Paul's in prison right now. Right. Um, for his faith. And it says later in this little section, like, don't be discouraged over my afflictions on your behalf because, mm-hmm. because of him preaching the gospel to non Jewish people and just going around and, and trying to share the gospel, he's been put in prison. And so the fact that he's in prison and he's just saying like, okay, I'm a servant to the gospel clearly because he's, he's, he's been so faithful right. in his calling that he's been put, in prison for it yeah but then to follow it up by saying but this is a gift that god has given mm-hmm. me like i think that is such a cool attitude to have i don't for know sure. i'm like constantly amazed by paul's attitude because i feel like he i don't know i just feel like he's such a cool guy like i don't know the 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 way like to be able to think about pursuing god's calling in your life specifically in ministry to think about it in a way so that you view yourself as a servant right to the to the gospel like that's such a low a low position to hold when we think about like a servant right i mean because he even says he claims this grace was given to me the least of all the saints. yeah like he right there says that like he's yeah. claiming like and and if you know Paul's background, like he persecuted Christians, mm-hmm. and so he he's not denying that he was a sinner and right. that he was on the wrong path. Right, and he is saying now I am just humbly serving. You know, I I am just a servant of the a gospel. Servant. Yeah, I hum- am humility for sure. Yes, like I am serving, and I am the least of you. Yeah. Uh, and it's yeah, it's a really cool position to like hold right in 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 view of what you're doing. Yeah, and then the fact that he's viewing himself as like the lowest, a servant, and then saying this is a gift, not this is a punishment. Like because right. of what I've done, like because of where I've been, like I am okay serving because you know, like because mm-hmm. of my past. But he's saying like God has get like this is something exciting. Like God has gifted me this ability to serve right. and be a servant of the gospel. And it's through God's grace that I, that I received this gift. I think that's super cool. Um, like, I don't know. I just think the both, both the word servant and the word gift are like so contradictory there. Right. But I, I think it's really, and I cool think it's his thing. perspective on yeah. this exact, like 
that what we just said like it's his perspective on this that allows him to um have joy through all of his afflictions Mm -hmm. like having the the perspective of like oh it's not a punishment like i'm not in prison because at one point i was terrible yeah and then i tried to share the gospel and now i'm getting punished yeah yeah. you know what i mean like it's not that view of like oh uh, you know because i think so often when 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 we go through trials or pain, we we try and find a reason of like yeah. to point to like, oh, th- I did this and therefore I'm experiencing this. Right. And that's not what Paul, like Paul is saying, like, yes, I've done that, but it's been washed clean. Like I've been forgiven. I have been given grace and my suffering for the gospel is a gift. Mm-hmm. Like it is it's a good thing. Like we, we don't have to suffer for the gospel. We get to suffer right. for the gospel. And yes. that's a complete mindset change. Yeah. Um, that I think that a lot of us struggle with. Like for, I know, sure. you know, yeah. like it's a hard thing to really comprehend. Yeah. And I think it just goes down to like your understanding of the gospel and like the grace that you've been given. And like when you, which is something that like, I don't know if you can fully comprehend Like, we'll get into, like, God's love and the fullness of God's love later. But, like, fully, like, working through comprehending, like, the gift that you have been given of grace. Yeah. It makes you want to, like, suffer for the gospel. Right. You know? Like, it's not something where you're just, like, it's not like you're falling on your own sword for no reason. Like, oh, I have to do this because, like, this is what God wants. Like, he wants me to be humble, so I have to be humble. It's just, it really has to do with, like, your perspective and I feel like your understanding of what Christ has given you specifically. Yeah. And, like, understanding that, like, to a fuller extent makes this natural, I don't know, like, want, like, desire to serve and like set like sacrifice for for the good news you know yeah i think also like in verse 11 it talks about god's eternal purpose and so i think a lot through this little section paul references like the mystery Mm -hmm. um and like i i'm not totally sure what that means if i'm being honest i think i read this at, at first and i thought like oh the mystery of like just in general the mystery of of who Christ is, like Holy, the Holy Spirit kind of reveals to you like who Christ is a little bit. Like it's not all your own full understanding, that mystery. But then as I read more, I think I, I, I think that Paul is talking about this idea that like non-Jewish people are accepted into the family right. of Christ. And this was not something that God kind of shared with uh, like his covenant people that like oh in the long run um, everybody is going to be a part right. of this family he didn't really like share that so that was like a mystery until now and so Paul's kind of revealing that and um, he's revealing that through a lot through like Paul's ministry through the fact that he's revealed that to Paul and so now Paul is able to proclaim that to everybody right and um God's eternal purpose being to unite everybody, every nation, every tribe, all uh, reconcile them back to each other and back to him. Like that's his eternal purpose to create this new heaven and this new earth where Christ is king and everybody lives in unity. And like that is like the overall purpose. Um, So kind of like bringing that all together, but it it, working through Paul's ministry of preaching the gospel to non-Jewish people. Right. Um, and then last thing that I, I like verse 12 and that it says in him. So Mm -hmm. like in Jesus Christ, we have boldness and confident access through our faith in him. Mm -hmm. So we, like we as Gentiles 
can approach God with confidence and with boldness yeah. because we have access through Jesus Christ. Right. Um, and I think that's just so powerful and something that um, I think we can often forget, like when we're bringing prayers to him or we're bringing our struggles to him, um, we can do it in like a timid way or a like, oh, does he even hear me? Is yeah. he even going to answer my prayer? Like, care? is this even a big deal? Yeah. Is this too little? You know, like. Right. No, like we can approach the throne of grace with boldness and confidence and know that he hears us and he will answer us and he will take care of us and he does what's best for us. Right. Um, and I think that that's really important to, to know also. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the next section is verse 14 through 21. And so I'll read that right now. For this reason, I kneel before the father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. I pray that you may that he may grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power in your inner being through his spirit and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you being rooted and firmly established in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and width, height and depth of God's love and to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're like, that's so like, that's just uh, like, it's, it's a prayer. Like that is mm -hmm, a prayer. Yeah. Paul is praying um, over these people. Um, but it's, it's packed with such truth about God and who he is and Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, um, like each, each of those verses right there towards the end, like the last half, you're just like, like you, I feel like you have to really read those slowly Yeah. and like word for word, like break it down because it is packed with so much truth. Right. And I think you're right. Like it reveals a lot about Christ, God, the father. And I also think the Holy spirit because yeah. it says like, um, to be strengthened with power in your inner being through his spirit. Like it really like 14 through 21, it's such a small section, but it really like shows you a lot about like the Trinity as a whole, like right. each, why each part of the Trinity is important. Right. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is like just God's love, Christ's love for us. Right. Um, which seems like such a simple concept, but it is really like so much deeper than our worldly understanding of yeah. love. We it's it's hard for us to comprehend, and that's what Paul yeah. is praying. Like he pray he's praying that we may be able to comprehend yeah. the height, the depth, the you know the, the width, width. Uh, the length of his love because like. That it's almost that's almost an impossible task, right? Like without we, the our, Holy our, Spirit, our minds like, like we can't. I think, and I think with the Holy Spirit, like we get a glimpse of it for yeah. sure. But we still, I still don't know that it, that maybe ever here on Earth we will. Yeah, I don't fully so comprehend um, the weight of that. Like right. we can, we can know that and we can walk in that. But like that is just insane. Like yeah. you know, like I don't know. It is, and it's like it's just part of things of like characteristics of god right like yeah. god is love and so like for us to fully experience god in the like we can't fully experience like f like all of what god has for us here in this broken world like we can have glimpses of it we can have glimpses of right. heaven we can experience those things like little 
pieces of it, but like that is not completely restored until like ultimately like glorification right. were reunited. Um but yeah, I just love that Paul spends this like prayer basically saying like be strengthened by God's love mm-hmm. and like like he's just praying for us to be able to comprehend how like vast God's love for us is. And like I think that's interesting that he's praying like he wants us to be able to comprehend that because he knows like through that understanding, like we can experience God right. to the fullest that we can. Yeah. That like understanding of God's love helps us in in experiencing God. Yeah. More fully like in this life, I guess. Right. And I like in verse 20 how he he says to him who's able to do um, above and beyond all that we ask or think. I think like again bringing back the way that we pray like Mm -hmm. I think that we often we try and put God in a box and we think like oh like we we don't pray big prayers we don't and I think like um Trey preached on Sunday like we have this view of like either like God's not generous right yeah um so why like because and it could stem from from something that happened in your past, like a suffering, a trial you went through. And therefore, because of that, you're afraid to pray big prayers Mm -hmm. because you're afraid that they're not going to get answered. Or you're afraid that you're going to get the opposite answer than the one you want. Right. And therefore, it's like, well, I just want to ask for it. Right. And so I think that we limit um, what God can do in our lives when we don't pray the, like, you know, prayers to the fullest. Yeah, like, like, expecting him to do more than we could ever think he could do. Right. And I think it all goes back to, like, God's love. So, like, if we genuinely are, like, comprehending or, like, getting, like, obviously we can't fully comprehend. But, like, working through that, like, we understand God loves us so deeply that, of course, he wants to hear about our big dreams and he wants Mm -hmm. to hear those big prayers. And he wants to make them happen for us because he loves us so deeply. Right. I think another part of Trey's message, too, was, like, we put God in a box like we don't fully trust him. Yeah. I think that also pertains to, like, I mean, it all goes with God's love. But, like, we don't think that God... Like we, that's when there's like the part where we don't pray big enough prayers, but then there's the side of us that just won't pray at all because we don't trust that he actually loves us and cares about us. So it's like, why even spend that time? Right. And when we can comprehend God's love to the fullest, then we trust him. We trust that he does love us and he does want the best for us Mm -hmm. and he does want to bless us and he does, he wants all of these things for us because of his the like depth and height and length and width of his love. Right. It's so big. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's it's it's really it's super it's really powerful. Mm-hmm. Like if if you sit down and you actually think like, why am I you know, like why is Paul praying this prayer? Because people aren't doing this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're not believing these things about God or they they're not understanding these characteristics that he has. Mm-hmm. Um and take that and actually like you know, like apply it to your life. Like are right. you doing these things too? Like are you believing certain things? Are you not believing certain things? Yeah. Um and whatever it is. And I think that praying this this prayer that Paul prayed right here at the end of Ephesians chapter three over your life like praying that you could comprehend like these things Mm -hmm. um is a really cool thing to do i think praying through scripture is super super helpful yeah um one it helps to hide scripture in our heart like like the bible tells us to do 
when we pray through it. Um, but it's also, it's like we're using God's word to talk to God. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a way of like, hey, like I know this is what your word says and right. I know this is what you promise and I know this is what, you know, that, that you love me and that you are generous and you can be trusted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's almost just like a way of communicating to the Lord, um, especially in a, in a time when maybe you feel like you don't know what to say. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then I also love verse 19, um, to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge. I feel like that's so powerful because I think a lot of times in our faith we get caught up, at least for me, I can go through phases where I like go just based off of feeling like I feel God's love. I know he's there with me. I have faith in him and I don't put enough emphasis on like, like knowing, like reading, memorizing, like understanding scripture. But I think a lot of times we can get really caught up in that understanding scripture and reading and knowledge. And at the end of the day, like we can, we can work to know and know and know, but God's Christ's love for us surpasses all the knowledge that we could ever have about him. And that's like, what is so hard to comprehend. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love that because it's like that, like that ultimately is faith, right? There's an element to have faith in something, there's an element that you don't understand or that you right. don't know and that you never will. And that's like yeah. literally what faith is. Yeah. Um, to believe in something that you don't have the full picture of. And so yeah. knowing that Christ's love, it surpasses all of our knowledge that we could ever as humans know. Um, like that's so powerful, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So we would love to hear your thoughts on for, um, chapters three and uh, how, you know, what did you take away? How is the Lord speaking to you through that? Mm-hmm. Like, what have you noticed in your own life and the struggles and things that you've gone through um, that kind of, uh, that Paul points out here? Um, so make sure that you reach out to us on Instagram, um, cultivate.pcc. Um, we post reminders about what chapter to read so that what episode will be coming out. And then um, again, just comment and let us know how you are, like what your biggest takeaway is and what you're getting out of this study. 